Welcome to Treasury Talk in Your Small Business, a podcast for small business owners hosted by Michigan State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks. Our trending topics with subject matter experts will include cybersecurity, tax prep, continuous improvement, economic impacts, and inclusion and diversity. Listen for takeaways that will support you and your company. Hello to our listeners. I'm Rachel Eubanks, and this is Treasury Talk. Our guest today is State Budget Director Chris Harkins. Director Harkins is responsible for coordinating all aspects from the administration's perspective of Michigan's $81.7 billion budget, which includes a general fund total of $15.2 billion. Today, he's making a return visit to the podcast to discuss the high points of the state budget recently approved by the legislature and signed by Governor Whitmer. So welcome, Chris. Thank you, Madam Treasurer. It's a pleasure to be back. Likewise. It's always good to talk with you. So as you know, I mean, you probably have the best sense of the budget out of anyone in Lansing, I mean, or one of the best out of anyone in Lansing. So what are the new points of focus that we saw in this year's budget? And what do you think the governor's really trying to accomplish? It's a great question, Madam Treasurer. There's a lot in the budget. Uh, there's about $82 billion worth of a lot in the budget. Um, but I really think I think a lot of what, we, what we're trying to focus on as we look at the budget is it's focused around growing the economy. It's focused around delivering uh, lower cost of living for Michiganders. It's, it's really on those, those kitchen table issues uh, and helping to make sure anyone can make it in Michigan, which is really the theme of the budget altogether. I think it, it might warrant a little more deeper dive, and, and we could talk a little bit about things like major investments, historic investments in education, real focus on public safety, on public health, on rebuilding our infrastructure, something that's near and dear to our Treasury friends, uh, revenue sharing, uh, as well as economic development all around the state. Um, You know, I'd be happy to go into more detail on that, Madam Treasurer, but I I also don't want to bore everybody who's listening to the podcast. Uh, We could talk maybe about some of those specific issues, uh, if you'd like. Um, For example, on on the education front, the governor's managed to deliver, again, uh, a record amount of funding in the classroom. Uh, we've seen now a, a 5% increase for our, our per-pupil foundation allowance, which is tremendous. It's something that was well-supported through the legislative process. We're really excited that the legislature uh, went along with the governor's recommendation here. And, and so I, I think we'll see a lot uh, come out of that from, from our students in the classroom. One of the other major pieces I think that Warren's highlighting in, in the education budget is the dedication that the state is, is putting money into feeding our kids and making sure that our kids have, have a, a breakfast and lunch option at school. Uh, and we're doing that across the state with all of our students. We don't want to have a scenario where, where we pick out individual students. We want to make sure that all of our students are, are fed uh, and that we know that a a full stomach leads to better learning, and I think that'll really reap a lot of rewards as we go forward. Um, and this is continuing a pandemic-related program, correct? It is. It's, yeah. a, it's a good question. So the federal government picked up uh, a lot of that funding during the pandemic, and, and they've pulled back some of that support uh, with states. So in this case, Michigan is one of the first states to choose to continue that funding, and I think it's going to be really important and really beneficial for a lot of students across the state. Fantastic. We can keep that going. Um, so we, we also have uh, a lot of investment in 
as I said before, in, in public safety. One of the places we've, we've focused attention in public safety is, uh, again, in, in Treasury's hands, we've dedicated a specific amount of funding for our local partners uh, for their public safety needs. Uh, and, and we think that that's really important. Obviously, uh, revenue sharing is often used to support uh, public safety at the local level, but this is the first time that there's a dedicated amount of, of revenue sharing that's being added on top for public safety purposes to assist with things like recruitment and retention, uh, to assist with capital needs or for equipment needs. So we really are excited about the opportunity to deliver for our first responders. On the public health side, uh, the administration was really successful in in delivering on uh, more money for the Healthy Moms, Healthy Babies program, on uh, increasing some of the services for our, our foster care parents, um, for delivering on some of the recommendations from the Racial Disparities Task Force, which uh, broach a number of, of departments, but really primarily focused in the Department of Health and Human Services. We've got a lot of, of positive work there within public health as well. Um, on areas like uh, our infrastructure, obviously uh, the governor is very focused on the roads. She continues to be very focused on the roads, but we've also done a lot in terms of infrastructure for things like lead line replacements, um, bridge bundling programs at MDOT, as well as some new kind of innovative thoughts around things like uh, intermodal uh, programming that allows us to, to help those places where cars meet ports or trains, meet cars, and, and we have different modes of transportation getting together. So we're excited about, about the opportunities there. On the economic development front, uh, a lot of that really ties nicely into, into infrastructure. So one of the things that, that the administration and the legislature did early on, in, back in January, uh, that was folded into this budget process, is to make a consistent investment in housing. This is really the first time that we've seen dedicated funding going to housing. Uh, and this is, this is really important as we continue to focus on delivering affordable housing solutions as we hope the state continues to grow in population. So that's a place where we're, we're really excited as well. Um, on the economic development front specifically, there's also considerable resources in this budget that are dedicated to bringing good paying uh, strong jobs into the state to ensure that we've got transformational progress happening with, with big development uh, across the state, and we're excited about those opportunities too. So there's a lot here uh, in, terms of, in terms of places that we could highlight, and I could probably go on all day uh, if given the opportunity. Well, on that last topic on economic development, I mean, this is really the first time the state's had you know, a dedicated source of funding for these kind of projects. So it gives us longer visibility into economic development, right? Yeah, it really does. And, and I know that uh, Treasury has been actively involved in a lot of those decisions too. And uh, it's, you're right, it's very important that we have those kind of dedicated funds year over year. Uh, it helps as companies look at, at the state to make sure that we've got, um, we've, we've got a plan and we can communicate that plan to uh, to entities both in the state and, and external, and it's really, really helping to, to bring more attention to the state. We continue to hear that uh, developers and, and corporations that may have written Michigan off several years ago uh, are really focused on what we're doing, 
which will really help to make sure people do make it in Michigan. And then, I mean, you talked a little bit about revenue sharing earlier and some of your public safety points and thinking about also the per people funding allowance and seeing, you know, kind of this record amount of funding that's going into our local units here in Michigan, which is really exciting. And I always talk about, I mean, you know, when you look backwards and you rewind the clock of revenue sharing, I mean, it takes you almost back to the year 2000 to see levels of where we are today. And I'm sure, I mean, have you received great feedback from local governments about kind of restoring that level of funding? Yeah, I think it's really important as we as we look at, at funding like revenue sharing, funding uh, for our universities. Both of those are places where we've we've focused a lot of attention. The governor's been very specific in terms of trying to get funding to those partners, to our local partners, to our universities, back to places that they had been. And uh, ultimately, we'd like to exceed that sort of level of funding. And I think that we've seen great partnership with our locals. They have... Uh, I think they've received this information well, and they'd like to continue to see uh, more funding from the state, obviously, uh, but that's a thing that, that we we want to continue to partner with them and make sure that they're delivering for Michiganders uh, as we are trying to do at the state level. Absolutely. And of course, the, the credit analyst or the financial wonk in me is really excited about some of the fiscal accountability pieces in this budget and responsibility that comes out of it. I mean, you know, we're seeing the budget stabilization fund reach, I mean, you know, kind of record highs. I mean, over $2 billion, right? Yeah, uh, I'm very pleased. Again, we had great work with the legislature. Uh, The governor had recommended a a BSF deposit, a budget stabilization fund deposit. Um, The legislature opted to make a deposit in both the fiscal year 23 and in fiscal 24. And you're right, by the end of 24, we project that that BSF deposit will will exceed or at least be very near to $2 billion, which will be record amounts. For, for the state. On top of that, uh, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on your on your uh, nerdiness, and I will I will put a plug in as well for the new rainy day fund uh, over at the school aid. Uh, I think the school aid fund having a new four hundred fifty million dollar deposit into a new fund for school aid really helps to ensure that we've got money set aside in case there is some sort of downturn. Uh, we're hoping that that's not the case, but. But should that come, we've got money set aside really in an attempt to ensure that we don't disrupt learning in the middle of a year. And, and I'm really pleased that this administration was able to think forward like that uh, and, and save for a rainy day when, when things look really good. Yeah, that's great. And I think, um, and thinking about the ways that the economy could be impacted going forward. I mean, you know, we've got different tax types that support different areas of the priority areas of the budget. So, you know, seeing something to specifically support the school aid fund, I think, makes a ton of sense. Um, If there was one thing in the budget that you had to pick out and that you said, wow, that was a really kind of clearly innovative thing or something that really required us to think outside of the box at the state budget office, what would that be? There's a fair number of those things, but um, perhaps the thing that I think will, will provide the most direct impact to the state is the Make It in Michigan Competitiveness Fund. So this is a fund uh, that is new for the for, for fiscal year uh, 23. We actually established it in the supplemental at the same time, but it'll carry into fiscal 24. Uh, and this is a fund that is specifically designed to allow the state to draw down additional federal resources. And one of the things the governor has continued to say is that we want to punch uh, above our weight class. We want to deliver more money from the feds. Uh, than, than other states, and, and this allows us to do that. It allows us to be nimble and respond to 
dollars that the federal government will make available to states uh, and gives us the, the potential for state match in a way that I think far exceeds most of our, our other states in the country and puts us on, on a really strong footing as we go forward. So I think it's, it's innovative, it's forward thinking, uh, it's, it's going to deliver for the state to bring more innovation uh, and it'll, it should really draw down in terms of return on that investment uh, tenfold. I'm really excited to see how that works out. Yeah, sounds great. So one of the things that when I think about you and your approach to the budget, I mean, we all know that you heart spreadsheets, right? You had, you had a lot of That's attention true. around that one. Um, but you always take those numbers, those ones and zeros in those numbers, and you translate them into this impact on real people. And I think that's, I mean, a, a phenomenal way to approach this because it's really a budget that's a reflection of our values, right? So what do you think from this budget has the most impact on Michigan taxpayers? Well, first, I appreciate you saying that because it's, it's true. We, a lot of times we think about budgets as, as just numbers on a spreadsheet. And it's really important for us to remember that at the end of those numbers are our friends and family and neighbors. Uh, and so we at the budget office don't take that for granted. I'm so lucky to be in that seat and to, to work with great people who, who think that way. Um, it's allowed us to deliver on the governor's priorities and places that, that really impact people, like changes to the Working Families Tax Credit, which I know, uh, again, is a, is a place where the budget office has worked very closely with Treasury to make sure we get this right. And, and it delivers for hundreds of thousands of Michiganders and will bring them above the poverty level. And that is a, frankly, it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to be a part of. And, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to do that on behalf of people uh, who might need that sort of uh, assistance. And I'm, I'm really excited to make sure that the state is responding in a way that, that helps um, our, our fellow citizens uh, do better for themselves. Right. Some really critical targeted relief here to uh, working families and seniors here. So Appreciate your work there. So, you know, I always kind of joke here at Treasury, everyone asks me, you know, how's tax season going around April? And I try to say, well, it's not really April. I mean, tax season happens all year round. We're constantly, you know, working with taxpayers uh, on administering all of the taxes that we have responsibility over. And I kind of feel like for you, it's the same way. Everyone assumes that budget time is, you know, just in the, you know, the spring and summer. And then I don't know what, what, what they think happens after that. But I know that you are constantly working on several budgets, if not two or three budget years, all at the same time. So can you explain, you know, kind of what is the process for going into that annual prep cycle? Yeah, that's a that's a timely question uh, because you're right. We are we are currently working on three different fiscal years. We're we are um, closing out fiscal year 23. That'll end here in the next few months. Our budget year runs uh, from October 1st to the end of September, and so our fiscal year 23 is waning. Uh, that means that we're beginning the, that kind of book closing process with our uh, Office of Financial Management and all of our department agencies. Uh, we, are, we are then about to start fiscal 24, uh, which is wonderful because this is, again, where the governor has signed the fiscal 24 budget. She did so in July. That gives us plenty of time to get that ready to be implemented starting in October. And then from the budget office standpoint, that means that we're beginning to think about fiscal 25 already. Uh, you're right, there's not really much time for us to uh, let moss grow on any one of us, uh, um, but the, the, the way that we will work now is we, we use 
uh, the end of summer and, and fall to really ramp up to make sure we understand what the governor's priorities are going into fiscal 25. We'll communicate that with uh, departments and make sure that they understand the, uh, those priorities as well. We ask departments to, to help us understand what their needs are going into that next year, uh, whether there are changes they'd like to make or, or reductions that they, they need to see. And we begin to put that together uh, to give the governor a, a real good sense of, of the landscape around state government. Um, and we put a budget together that we would then deliver to the, to the legislature in the end of January or early February. Um, and then we turn it over to them. And they, uh, they certainly do plenty of work to review what the, the governor puts forward, put their own changes into place. Um, and we then use May and June, hopefully, to, uh, to, to sort out where there may be points of difference, smooth those pieces out, and put together a really good product for the people of the state of Michigan. And I think you've seen that in the last several years. We've, uh, we've been able to get that done earlier and earlier, too, with our legislative partners. And uh, I certainly hope that for fiscal 25, we'll put a nice bow on that package in early summer and then start the process all over again. Well, I could not agree more with that statement. So thank you so much for sharing your insights on the state budget. It's always a pleasure chatting with the opposite side of the state's fiscal coin. Uh, you've given our Treasury Talk listeners a lot to think about and look forward to. And as opportunity grows for families to successfully make it in Michigan. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to, to get a chance to chat with you, Madam Treasurer. And, and you are. You are certainly the, the other side of our coin. Uh, we work very closely, and I appreciate the work that you do and the work the Treasury does to help support the budget uh, office and, and all that we do.